Good day to you. Welcome back to the podcast. So thankful you're listening. Hopefully things are well in your life, in your household, wherever you are. And as I always like to be clear, I don't mean well like your bills are paid and uh, you got a brand new car in the driveway. I mean in, in the eternal places unseen, is your heart clear? Is your conscience sprinkled? Have you been regenerated and, and made right before Yahweh eternal God? I mean, like, when you lay your head down at night and nobody knows what's going on in your head but you, are you well in those places? Are you good? Are you settled? Are you clear? And are you living in a vibrant, abundant life? I pray that you are. I just wanted to turn this on. I've, I admittedly, I've, the last couple of days we've been a little bit busy. I haven't spent much time studying. Um, I haven't had much time by myself, period. We took a, a very quick, spontaneous weekend trip, and uh, we attended, in measure, a Christian con- conference. We really didn't make it for much of the conference part, but we were there for the music worship times, and uh, then the, the Sunday morning service where, where the event was held. And I'm just so encouraged. I'm so... <sighs> There's just something in me alive and, and moving about in me that I just can't peg. I can't put my finger on it. And it's really hard to, to articulate properly what in the world I'm talking about because I don't really even know. I had a brief chance to speak with the man who was the primary worship leader for the weekend. And he's considered, you know, he's very well known. Men love celebrity stuff. And so as far, I mean like people who listen to music, like I don't mean the artists themselves, and I'm not saying that many artists don't like that either, but people often have a tendency to place those who stand on a platform or are well-known up into a position and a place. Now, I'm not here to talk about whether that's right or wrong. That's not the point this morning, but I, I felt compelled to meet this man and just share some things with him um, after the service yesterday. Um, because unbeknownst to me, he spoke as well for for a, for compared to most church functions and events for a very long time. Now, my life, we're kind of used to that. You know, in our gatherings we've had here, we will meet two or three hours and, you know, any one of us could speak for a very long time and that's not a big deal. And our children even know that. They're very well behaved. They sit. That's what's expected of them and it's not a big deal. But in a larger public forum and Christian events, services, of course, that's a very rare rare occurrence. And so I get that. And that's why it was very refreshing yesterday, just along those lines alone. But what I was encouraged by the most and why I felt compelled to go talk to this man afterwards was because what he shared 
the crux of what he was saying was exactly what I've been feeling in my heart this entire year. As I've shared often in this podcast and with anybody in my life who would listen, is that I, I have been arrested by the understanding that I've lacked the entire 46 years of my life about the family of God and being invited into the eternal family that God established through Abraham. I've never understood that. I've never seen myself within that, like literally, maybe a little bit symbolically, maybe. But I've never had any revelation about that. I've never had any understanding really along those lines until early this year in, in, in the wintertime. And I, as I often reference, I, I recorded that series of King Hezekiah and the Second Chance People of God. If you have not heard that message, I would encourage you in great humility to go back and listen to it. I believe there's something within it that, as being one who's been in church for the majority of his entire life, I've never really heard anyone appropriately explain that in a way that I understood about the inclusion of the invitation going out to return. And so, although that was not the text that he used yesterday morning at all, the theme of what this man was, was saying was how he himself was being convicted in this hour of just being really hard and closed to certain movements or expressions of the body worldwide. And how all of us, if we're honest, have been very hard on those who are not like us. Now, interestingly enough, the recording I did Thursday, I did two Thursday. One's not been posted yet. It will be by the time this is public. But I did one Thursday morning on my way to work talking about that exact same thing, which is the examination of ourselves to see if there's any wicked way in us towards the greater body at large that covers the earth? Do I in any way feel like I own the rights to what it means to be one of God's children? Now, this is a tough thing because my wife and I, we talked about this this morning, and it's very challenging because we have very strong convictions, which I believe are right, good, necessary, lacking in, in, in most uh, most sects of Christianity, most denominations. I would say it's possibly beginning to return, interestingly enough. But it's interesting how what does seem to permeate everything I've been talking about for months now is the underlying fact that we all individually arrive at what is and what is not the body of Christ. I believe it's this, I believe it's that, I won't go into examples because we've done that enough. And we pigeonhole requirements, prerequisites, which there are now, there are biblical mandated prerequisites, parameters, distinctions that are absolutely unwavering and must be in place, in God's set-apart people, a consecrated people. That's, that's the Hezekiah message. The invitation goes out. The people respond. They come. 
According to what? According to the pre-established patterns of God, the, the um, parables that I've been talking about even recently about the wedding feast, the garments have been provided, but friends, you've got to put those on to come to the table. Come, 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 yes, amen. Again, as I said in the last podcast, we are the immigrants. We are the outsiders. We have been invited in. We now enter in by the blood of the lamb, the garment. Makes us pleasing, makes us acceptable. That's the slain lamb uh, message from two weeks ago. That really, I believe, speaks great, great truth that God is speaking to me and I'm trying to articulate it in any way that, that might speak to someone else. But what really stood out to me this weekend that just really moved me, because what I've been feeling in my spirit, what my wife has been feeling deep down within us, something we've not sought out, something we've not been looking for in any way, is we felt compelled this year to be found ourselves as a people that respond. It's, I would say it's been a theme in our expression of the body here, the families that we've been joined with here. I believe that's the message that's been going out of a, a recognition of what God has done, the invitation to come. He's made us all these things. He's done everything, every single thing necessary for us to be deemed right and acceptable and actually be the temple of the Most Holy God has all been done on our behalf. And just the, 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 I don't, let me, I'm trying to think of even a big word to summarize it because that would be so accurate. The immeasurable drive within my wife and myself to declare the awesome works of the Most High God, the Elohim of Elohims. There is none like Him. Like Our lives this year have become instruments of worship, of praise, of adoration, of declaration. Come magnify the Lord with me. That's been the theme of our life, increasingly so along this calendar year. And there's just been a longing in us to find an agreement with other brothers and sisters doing likewise. With no restraint, with no, no confusion as to what that means or what's being asked or requested or insinuated. But like, you know, the scripture that talks about, you know, the come magnify the Lord with me is awesome. That That's a... That, that in itself is the perfect example. But I will, I will declare the works of the Lord in, in the midst of the congregation. In the gathering, in the assembly, in the ecclesia of the body, we could say in this New Testament reality, in the, in the current age of the assembled ones, I will declare the awesome works of the Lord. Now, the man who did the worship this weekend and who spoke yesterday... And I want to come back. I've got to remind myself of a little bit of our conversation after the meeting that I, the, again, the brief time I had to speak with him. 
but he was talking about because he understands he he understands a a, a wealth of Hebrew and Hebrew culture the understanding of what praise and worship even was, and I love these things. I know tiny bits about it, but not much, admittedly. He talked a little bit about the scriptural understanding of praise and worship and how, it to us, praise is, well, singing page 427 or the, the most common popular worship song that's on the screen. You know, like, that's our praise. Some people might say, well, it's lifting your hands. Some people might say it's this. Some people might say it's that. But the thing is, he was talking about, and again, I know a little bit about this, but not much, is how the, the Hebrew culture understood that to mean multiple things. And he talked about the example of, like, the shooting of an arrow. You know, the, and all these different very imagery-based expressions of a declaration going out. Something of substance, something that originates in the spirit of a man and not just in his mind or in his emotions, but something that bubbles up from the inside of us originating in our eternal spirit that's been regenerated and recreated by eternal God, where he now dwells. The, The... cyclical, reciprocal life of a regenerated one. I am now the Ezekiel reality of my new heart that was been that has been given to me after my old one was taken out and exchanged. Now, when I yield my will and I approach God eternal, In whatever way I do, whatever way that looks like, it should be an overflow of an expression of my adoration and absolute thankfulness unto Him. Oh God, who am I that you would know me? What is is man? Remember all of that from months ago? What in the world is man? Well, again, the scripture answers that. How are you mindful of me? Well, We need to face it. He is. What is man? He's the the earthen vessel to declare the glory of God to all creation. Principalities, powers, humankind. A very great creation. And so this man yesterday spoke a lot about what's been stirring in me. And I was surrounded by a couple hundred people Now, I don't know them. I don't know what they live like. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they believe necessarily. I didn't go to their houses and interrogate them and take notes down and see if they are meeting my criteria of a a follower of Christ and, and all the things that in my head equal up to that, which there are those things now. No, I don't know any of those things. But there was something that superseded my needing to know. And that's where I want to just put my thumb today. Upon the pulse of whatever that is. There was something distinguishable. There was something different than what I've known. Possibly ever. 
definitely in a long time. There was something that was a unification of the Spirit being declared through the vessels of clay. And as this guy who sang and spoke yesterday said, this is the pattern of Yahweh God. He responds when this exits the earth into the atmosphere and ascends to his throne, pleasing to his nostrils and to his ears. He inhabits this praise, people. He inhabits it. He, he comes and sets up a tent and tabernacles with us in the praises of his people. And again, I saw a couple hundred people responding. Oh, they were responding to the awesome works of Yeshua Messiah, Jesus the Christ, the, the incredible supernatural work in a man. And friends, it was awesome. I did not want it to stop. Now, I've had that a few times before in my life. I've had it, of course, by myself. I've had it in measure in gatherings a few times, a handful of times, five, six times maybe in my life that I can remember right now without trying. Yes. But there was just something different about this. I don't have time to go into all the things that I think it might be. Many things I don't even know yet what it might be. But what I do know for sure is that the response was the key. Like, I'm standing in the midst of believers. And let's even use that word now, capital B. Let's hold that with great honor. Who believe that the Yahweh, God eternal, keeper of all things and giver of life, has done something worth responding to. Something of great value. And friends, I was, oh man, I was like, wow. This is what I've been longing for. It's for a unified response of a people to the awesome works of God. And he's, and I'm not going to go there for long, but he was even saying like, he was talking to the men. Because this is very evident. If you are ever in a gathering, a, a Christian gathering, who in the world leads, to, leads the way with response and worship? Women, hands down, 10 to 1. Every time, everywhere. I don't care where you are. Why is that? And he was just posing the question. Men are hard-hearted. Men are cold. Men don't respond. They're not sensitive. Okay, well, herein lies a problem for us men. Well, why aren't we sensitive to what the what the Lord himself has done in us to the point where we exuberantly respond. Now, people could say, oh, here's the, here's the age-old argument. Well, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I don't do that over anything. Well, that's fine. That's well and good. But is God not an exception? I'm, I'm talking to myself here now, okay? I'm taking it too. This, this year, I have really moved out in faith of 
giving myself to an embarrassing level out to push myself through my comfort zone. I'm a very reserved person along those lines. I don't want I don't want anybody looking even my way. But I've been pushing through, believing. All right, Lord, you're worthy. I don't care about everything else and everyone else. Who's faking it? Who's doing it right? Who's doing it wrong? This isn't about everybody else. This isn't about my personality or my preference. Lord, you're worthy. And your scriptures talk about clapping hands and shouting and moving this physical body. We can't argue that. I don't care what anyone says. We can't argue that point. So the question even along those lines, if that strikes you as offensive, well, why is that? Why? Why do we not want to respond? I would say what he said. He said, I said amen so loud, I think it was actually audible. I'm not that guy in a church service. But he was saying, it's because we've not been changed. It's because that we have not experienced God in a way that stirs us outside of ourselves. Maybe maybe I'm not like David. Maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm too reserved and I'm too afraid of men and I'm too afraid of what I will look like and I'm too afraid of this and of that to declare to God himself and to every other creature that he is in fact worthy of all of my praise. And so let me just kind of move this into a conclusion. And I know there's no real form to this today and that's okay, I understand. So I felt compelled to go meet this man at the end of the service. All these people at this conference like blew my mind how willing they were to give of their time. I don't know much about modern ministry anymore. I've not been in formal church gatherings, but maybe twice in the last 10 years. Three times at the very most have I been in a formal church gathering over the last 10 years plus years, probably six or seven in the last 15, y'all. But what I do know is like, there's just not a whole lot of people giving themselves to others. And that struck me this weekend about these people who have been designated in that group of people to be leaders. I don't know them. I don't know if they're leaders. I don't I don't go by badges on shirts and pictures of faces in a bulletin. God himself ordains men. Everything else, we just have to believe in faith likewise. Via time, relationship, and the spirit of the Lord. But I just felt compelled to meet this man afterwards. I honestly didn't care if I got to touch him or shake his hand or, oh, I talked to him. It really is irrelevant. But I wanted him to know that what he was sharing the night before and and yesterday morning, I wanted him to hear firsthand from a guy that says, you know what, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't know really much of what you're talking about. This guy's been doing this for 40 plus years. Like He could school me upside down, up and down one end, all, all around me, and help me greatly and teach me. But what I don't need taught in this exact moment season is what the Spirit's saying. 
Y'all, the Spirit is saying something crystal clear. I mean clear. Which is the arm of God is drawing men in to Himself. The arm of God is drawing men to Himself. Something's changing. And it's changing in me like the inclusion of the people of God has shifted in me. And I'm going to say I'm going to say a couple things and I'm going to close this up. But I just wanted him to know like brother, I don't know I don't know much of anything along these lines. This is all new to me. We've started learning Hebrew in our house. We feel pressed to know some Hebraic understanding and teaching. I've been studying the Old Testament, writing about it and recording uh, teachings about it. My son's intrigued by Israel. I, I, I pray about going to Israel on a, on a tour and I start to cry. I listen to your music saying Hebrew lines that I don't even know what they're saying and I begin to weep. I don't know what in the world's going on. But there's something in me that is what you're talking about. And so I wanted him to hear that because like one thing he's talking about is the awakening he's seeing in this hour, in this generation. And I'm like, what if that's me? Because what all this stuff that's going on, it's landing in that place in me, that this mysterious place that makes no sense and I can't understand nor explain rightly. And it was a powerful few moments of me telling him that. And it greatly stirred him. And me both. To confirm that like, there's some culmination of the ages coming. And I'm feeling called out. I'm feeling called out and I'm feeling sent. And I don't even know what either one really mean. It's not my, it was not my previous, my previous context or understanding. It's something different. So amen to whatever that is that the Lord's doing in the earth right now. Not in me, not in Southwest Virginia, not in the families I know here and fellowship with here. No way. It's so puny. We're talking about His glory being poured out covering the earth. The restoration of all of mankind leading up to the culmination of New Jerusalem. Y'all, this is the call. Again, we are vapors and blades of grass. What can I do? What can I, what can I throw overboard in my life? Man, I'm telling you, I'm asking the Lord that all day. What's got to go, God? What's got to go? What's weighting me down? What's keeping me back from you in any way at all? You just tell me, Lord. Tell me what can go. I feel like I could do that. I feel like I could. And so in closing, friends, what's the Spirit saying in this hour? He's saying more than something about your church's event this weekend. He's saying more than something about your trunk or treat, people. He's saying more about your 2020 calendar. He's saying more about this age 
than all of our events and all of the works of our hands. There's something eternal that's going out. There's something eternal going out. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want so bad to hear it, and I want so bad to be alongside other people with faith to believe they too can hear it, and that we can actually execute it upon the earth. What if that can happen? What if we could do it? Not according to our own strength or, our, or even our, according to our own will and want to, but a unification of the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit to accomplish things that we simply cannot accomplish in our own best efforts. I'm not talking about ministry. I'm not talking about missions. I'm not talking about organized things. I'm talking about our hearts. I'm talking about the intentions of our heart that are fueled by the living Spirit of God Himself. I want that so bad, friends. Do you want that? It's easy to get caught up now in calendars and events and even Christian-y things. I get it. I used to do that, but now I'm not, and I'm saying, hey, hey, are you doing that? Are you doing that? It's not enough. It's not enough. Like I said in that, uh, how many last podcast recordings, I don't even know. It's too small. It's too small. It doesn't mean it's nothing. It just means it's too small. So let's move into the greater What is the demonstration of the earth right now? What's the demonstration on the earth that God is asking for and looking to empower a people to carry out? I believe we can find that. I believe we can actually be that. I'm always saying this, and now I'm done for sure. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. I want to be an Emmanuel. I want to be amongst the people of Emmanuel. God is with them. What is that? It's that scriptural reality, y'all, of when the ark came into town. Oh, man. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God is here. Let's do that. Let's be that. We can be that. Amen.